0: So protest action over lack of housing has led to a rise in tensions between black and coloured communities living on the Cape Flats frustrated communities in Parkwood and Mitchells Plain have been encouraged to illegally occupy vacant land by the newly formed group calling itself Hutfall Cape Townians The group's been accused of fueling racial tensions, stating that black residents should return to the Eastern Cape. And we've seen violent clashes between communities and law enforcement agencies uh, escalating recently. Carla Bernardo is a journalist and community activist in the Parkwood and Woodstock areas, and she is condemning the violence and says that Parkwood residents are protesting for houses. They don't want to be part of any racial conflict. She's also condemned those, she says, are inciting tensions between uh, the working class. And Carla joins us on the line now. Carla, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Hi, how, how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm super. I'm really good. It's lovely to have you on. Listen, you, you. Uh, you've um, been doing a great deal of work in, in the Parkwood area specifically and I've been watching your uh, your Facebook updates over the last couple of weeks. Do, what is the lay of the land at the moment there?
1: Okay, so we're about, I mean, it's, it's about two weeks after the protest action started. Um, it started as a peaceful protest they were picketing they went with boards the protesters and the stems from the backyarders association so so the focus and 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 where this all came from was the backyarders who have been living living in these conditions for some for 35 to 40 years and the intention was look we've written letters we've joined every city council committee there is to join we've been at every budget meeting we report back to sub council um, um we've tried to get Get the bonking courses and the and the bread at the table, mm. and now we're going to go to the M5 and we're going to put boards there, and we want you to know that we need these houses, uh, these houses, and 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 we've reached the point now where it's make or break. Unfortunately, there's always opportunistic elements that come in, um, um, and and there was violence that did not come from from the backyarders. There's also the gang element in, mm. in Parkwood. And then there is, like you mentioned, Huttfall, um, um, who have openly incited violence and incited racial uh, tensions. In, in Parkwood, it's a bit different because it is a predominantly, almost entirely uh, um, coloured community. Um, but still, there are those conversations as well. There is that attempt by by opportunistic forces that, that wants coloured communities and wants Parkwood to join in, um, in, in this this kind of racial tension between blacks and coloreds.
0: Let's just talk on the issue of, of, of gangs just for a second because we've spoken to Bongin uh, Kosi we've spoken to William Akim, uh, and both of whom have mentioned um, that they believe that there is uh, a gang element to this, that gangs are inciting this, uh, inciting violence. What evidence is there of that? Is, that? is that something that you have seen that
1: you're aware of? I mean, I think if if the MEC and the councillor has evidence of gangs, then they should present that and they should be able to act on it. Instead, they act and they send in their law enforcement officers in the most brutal manner and attack protesters. They identify community leaders who they know are peaceful and who sit in council with them and talk to them and engage with them, um, and, and those are the people they shoot. So g- gangsterism is nothing new on the Cape Flats mm. and certainly not in Parkwood, Um so, so to suddenly say that this is is brought about by by gangsterism is is really convenient for them that they think that that it's only gangsters who want houses.
0: Mm-hmm. Looking at your post today, and 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 what I took from that was this uh, the, the idea of. Uh, elements that are pitting the working class against each other, um, which obviously we've seen throughout history that was essentially the basis of of what apartheid was. And I was speaking to mm. producer Jeremy about this earlier, um, about this idea of, of divide and conquer. Um, where do we move from then? How do we move forward? We were speaking, as I say, to uh, to a councillor last week, I think it was William Akeem that we were speaking to, yeah. uh, about housing lists. And I said to him, how long is... How long do people have to wait? How long is a housing list? And he said it can be from one to two to 20 years. I mean, that is that's an enormous margin from one to two to 20 years. People who have been waiting for 20 years for housing um, who obviously understandably um, feel let down by government.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, some people have, have died waiting for those houses. Yeah. And then there are those who, who just about get in and, and, and they pass away. We have people in, in Parkwood, and I'm sure this is reflected across across Cape Town in both predominantly black, predominantly colored and mixed uh, townships and, and, and communities where you have people waiting for since before before the democratic transition. Um, because these these areas are most problematic and and um, inhumane communities are the ones that are manufactured by that apartheid government, and that is why it's so difficult for us to 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 even work together across neighbourhoods. Because ultimately, it's the same. We all have the same struggle, but the system that's put in place that um, that that enables gangsterism, that enables um, a, a councillor to say, oh, you know could be one to two years, 20 years that enables someone uh, like Hutford to come in and say, colored people, uh, your black working class brothers are your enemies. That is the system we are fighting. Yeah. Um, that's a lot, but I do feel that, that with all of these protest actions springing up across the Cape um, and across the province, it's a start of something and it's an opportunity for us to, to build solidarity and, and momentum and and, and and build the more progressive um, uh, individuals and, and organisations in our communities.
0: Tommy, did you see the tweet the other day from uh, Councillor Angus McKenzie regarding the Parkwood <laughs> protests?
1: I did. I actually I, I saw it on Facebook. I had him on Facebook, and I was horrified that I did. And I sent him a message immediately and said, "You are vile," and uh, and 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 blocked him immediately. For someone to. One that he is in a in, in public office and he thinks that way, and that he is, is someone who is so revered within the Democratic Alliance. Mm. It, it speaks to their policy and and to their 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 thinking of of poor and working class coloured and black people that they think that to want uh, their constitutional right and to want to be treated with with dignity and as human beings and as equals makes them lazy and. Um, and, and, and makes them um, thugs. It, it speaks to the kind of, of administration that we are fighting and that people who, who already have nothing are fighting.
0: Just in case you didn't get the, the tweet from uh, Councillor Angus Mackenzie, he said this was on the Sunday evening, I think, of the, the day of the protest, the day that the protest began, uh, and said uh, if these people uh, could put the same effort into educating themselves as they do uh, to protest, then maybe they could afford to buy their own homes. I was absolutely. Uh, aghast by that and uh, we reached out to, uh, to Mr McKenzie on a number of occasions to to come onto the show which he declined to do just, in fact he didn't even decline he didn't get back to us at all I believe uh, Jeremy I'm still friends with him on Facebook I, I watch uh, I watch daily as who was it that said the other day that the, <laughs> the DA is just imploding in it on itself um, and I watch and you know and I comment and I and I have my voice uh, sometimes I think it's better to have your enemies close or what do yeah. they say your friends close and your enemies closer. Um, so I also wanted to talk about the uh, the issue of the renaming of Cape Town International Airport. Obviously a meeting was held uh, earlier this evening regarding a possible name change but d- descended into chaos. Uh, Kho- Khoisan groups playing music, EFF supporters singing struggle songs uh, and apparently a speaker saying uh, Khoisan heritage must take first preference or there will be war. It's Where do you think this, is this just the beginning of increasing racial tensions within the Western Cape that have Always played underneath the surface, but now really are coming to the fore.
1: Um, I think. I think this is something that's happening globally. Um, uh, the Western Cape is in, a, or Cape Town in particular, is in the metropolis in a very unique, uh, a grossly unique situation. In that we remain, we remain um, in our in our enclaves that apartheid put us in, and mm. it's worsening. blacks remain furthest away from the economic hubs. Uh, and then and then colored communities and then white people. So even in our everyday lives, and our living, our physical being is is, is still divided. Elsewhere in the country people are, are mingling, they're getting to know one another. Um, um, the other in is is less so elsewhere in the country than than in Cape Town. So then you bring in everything else that's happened in the global context where it's very clear that the right is gaining traction, um, that that, that kind of thinking is, is coming back to the fore. That's, Cape Town is not unique in that. Certainly in South Africa, it's 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 a special case. It always has been. We have the most spatially unjust city in the country. Um, and, and that, I think, is all playing out. So the global context and our history and our, our structural divisions. And then we also have a situation where we have a, a party um, that for so many years has only has only ever served the needs of the white minority and and the wealthy. Um, And and you're bringing in a new party like the Economic Freedom Fighters. You've got the ANC that's trying to find feet again in in the Western Cape. And you've got 2019 elections just down the road. And then you add someone who is so blatantly divisive um, as hutful into the mix. So it's going to be a hot mess, and 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 then there's the renaming of the airport, and symbols are important to people, and to people, but all of these, all of these stakeholders, uh, which is a very nice way to put it, have an interest in in causing that kind of of chaos around the renaming, because it further divides us, um, as much as it may seem just a name to someone. Kritoa means something to to large part of our community mm. as does Mamwini, um as does Ashley kill so and they know this and they'll play on it mm. and 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 we keep falling for it
0: i'm I'm fascinated to know what you think that the hook is that um that hutvol have 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 got here? What's their what's their pull? Because at the moment they've got about seven thousand followers uh, on Facebook. What is it that is being said um, that is making by uh, what's his name? Is it Fadil Adams um, mm. th- that is attracting so many people? Why why are we not able to say actually? You know what? This isn't a helpful rhetoric. This isn't what we need to do at all. What is mm. is it the fact that historically coloured communities have felt? Uh, excluded and left out of uh, of transformation
1: um I think it, I don't want to take any anything away from that feeling of exclusion it's it's something that's expressed on the like every day yeah um, in, in, in whatever space can be can be provided but that's a feeling that's felt across all marginalized communities not only in Cape Town it's everywhere but I think this goes to a, a, a deeper and 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 more vicious, and uh, it's its legacy. It's we have the system in place that that survives and relies on division. So whether it be xenophobia or racism or uh, Islamophobia or sexism, all the isms rely on us uh, um, hating each other, on seeing each other as competition, and it all serves one purpose, and that is to keep a certain small group in power. Um, and it, and it works, like it works. And the people in Ghatfal in, in and, and other right-wing organizations are tapping into that. They're tapping into these centuries of division of, of people chipping away and saying, oh, that black man, he's not your brother. You might be in the same, the same situation as him, but he's not your brother. Uh, you're a colored man. You are superior because you have a bit of my white blood in you. Or, and then they turn the cheek and say, you black man, you are superior because you are pure race. Mm. Um, they've been playing up, us up against each other for centuries. Um, and and now you've got the housing situation, you've got uh, uh, the Patricia the law situation where once people saw someone who looked like them in power and now they see that person disappearing. That is frightening as much as it may seem irrational. You've got an airport that's about to be renamed and people may feel again that they, that they have lost mm. or lost. Or that they feel like I'm not Cape down enough, I'm not coloured enough, or I'm not black enough. Um, so, so all of this—it's a natural frustration and and panic and anger um, on both sides, on, on on both sides of the black line. Um, and and this is what the Donald Trumps and the and the Hatfuls and the Theresa May's are tapping into. It's no different. It's on different levels. Um, some are flicker than others, um, but it's the same thing. It's people's fears that they're playing on. It's centuries of, of successful um, intention of division and, and of hatred and fear.
0: You know what, also there, on that note, uh, it, it, the frustrations are natural, but so so is the situation that we find ourselves in. So when, when I'm confronted as I tend to be on a daily basis by people saying, Uh, that was in the past. It's not giving any room for the trauma of the legacy of apartheid to to play out, which which was inevitably going to happen. But there still seemed to be um, a very determined element who want to negate that who want to uh, act as if uh, the end of apartheid was like a switch that went off and suddenly everything changed and not I'm not even just talking about transformation in terms of um, socio um, economic transformation which we have yet to see but I'm talking about the psychological impact of apartheid and a, and a regime of that nature there is no way that issues like colorism um are going to are not going to come into play ever as long as those there were those boxes that we had to tick at some mm. point it's these conversations have to unfortunately in some way play themselves out would you agree with that
1: i mean i think i think that that we did leave it a little too late. We are a wounded nation on both sides. Um, and, and we don't, we don't acknowledge that and not wounded in, in, in just the physical sense. There's so much um, our superior and inferior complexes among black people and among black. And I'm talking a black in an inclusive sense. Yeah. Um, and then, and then black versus white. It's on both sides of the continent, and the woundedness is, on both sides. We've not discussed that. Um and 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 to, to we do need to keep talking about it. It should never have that conversation should never have ended. The TRC should have been a lifetime um process. Obviously it's, in its in that form it wasn't possible. But um to have the conversation now, I don't our political parties I don't believe are capable of doing so. I don't believe that the system that they are in and that they Support enables that, or, or wants that to happen. Mm, mm. Um, but certainly on the ground, like the people on the left who call themselves the left, the people who are progressive, um, the clergy, the imams, they have a responsibility to be having these conversations. Um, that that yes, we are wounded, and yes, this is our experience, um, and no, it hasn't ended. And and what what needs to what needs to happen? What can we do to get to the point where we are like okay it's happened it continues to happen but now what like we know we're going to start seeing each other as as yes you are black you look different to me um I look different to you but ultimately it's the same struggle it is a working class struggle mm. i i am also struggling for housing i am also struggling to pay my petrol wednesday is going to screw us all over as a nation mm. uh, particularly poor people I'm also struggling to to access quality education for my children so the thing for me is that one we chose and this is this is no fault of of one individual or one party at all this is this is on us we chose the wrong system we didn't go straight for the belly of the beast um, certainly that wouldn't have been without violence and maybe maybe that's where we're heading to but I hope not I, I think there's always space for negotiation and, and for conversation, but the fact is we cannot continue to live in a system that survives and relies on exploitation and division. Mm. That is the system we live in. That is the world we live in, and it's a monster to take down. But no sincere uh, transformation, no sincere conversation, and change can be had uh, in the system that we that we live in. It's it's impossible.
0: Carla, it's been great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. That's uh, Carla Bernardo, journalist and uh, community activist there, talking uh, about uh, increasing and escalating racial tensions in Cape Town.